knows anything about me and I have no credentials. So I could literally make up anything. I could just say that I'm like a <laughs> roller coaster technician. <laughs> yeah. So roller coaster technician, tarot card reader. Yeah. <laughs> Slash tarot card reader. Yeah. <laughs> and she builds tree houses on the weekends. So he goes, you really need to check out this show. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. what, 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 what is it? You know what? I'm going to check out that show now. And I'm just like, all the books, look within, look within. And I was like, cool, cool. Keep reading, keep reading. Yeah, look within. Never look within. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I did beforehand, it was just like, oh, I have had this awakening, so I have to tell everyone. I have to tell everyone everything that I know so that they go through the same process that I went through so that they get to this point right now so that we can have an intelligent conversation about it. Yep. Hey, welcome to Journey to Truth Podcast. My name is Tyler Koala with Aaron Kuhn, and tonight we have on Idris Duran. Idris is a metaphysical activist. Uh, she does tarot card readings. Uh, many of you may not know who she is, but she just recently started up Star Family Reunion Facebook page, which is a fantastic name, by the way, because that's exactly what this whole, this whole awakening is, everybody coming together. And then you have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, currently, it is titled Spicy Black, but she's thinking, you're thinking about changing the name, correct? I'm thinking about changing it. Maybe make it a little more accessible. <laughs> well... We'll I, I, can't, I can't say the name now either because I don't want anybody to take it, but I'll let you know. <laughs> right. Well, we'll link it in the, we'll link her page uh, on this podcast. So. Video, yeah. Um, so anyway, how's it going, Idris? It's going awesome. I'm sorry to cut you off. I'm oh, I'm just saying we're glad to have you on. Oh my God. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on the show. I love it. You guys are doing a great job and I watch every episode. So you guys are awesome. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Yeah, That's thank awesome. you. Thank you. Of course. I did not realize that. You're <laughs> uh, so one of the things that struck me, oh, I just thought it was beautiful. When you came forward with your first video on uh, you calling, yeah. all star, calling all star seeds or something like that. That was awesome. Yeah. That was really, I actually just rewatched it again. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And it's something that everybody in this community needs to hear. And I love your perspective and your take on it. Uh, so maybe do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? Of course. Um, okay, so I've been following this movement for going on three years, like actually legitimately following what's going on and doing my research and finding out the big names and stuff. And, you know, I went to um, Dimensions of Disclosure uh, last year, which was awesome. And that's where I met Tyler. And uh, I guess I missed you, Aaron. Yeah, we didn't meet there, <laughs> but I was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... Something that really struck hard for me during that experience was just how amazing it was to connect with all the people who were attending and just hearing everybody's stories and just learning about how this affects people on an individual level. And it's really, really great seeing the broad strokes and understanding, you know, the big narrative that's happening, the space, you know, war and, you know, secret space program and all that stuff. Those are like big strokes and it kind of is on a global scale, but it's so fascinating to see the individual stories and stuff like that. Um, so that was really inspiring to me. And then, and it just got me more interested in like, I was just kind of like, I want to hear more about everybody coming here. I want to hear more about these individuals and what they're experiencing, what they're going through and how this is affecting them. Um, and then, I don't know, uh, I came across this woman on YouTube who was just expressing her kind of awakening from uh, the Jehovah's Witness cult. Uh, and 
she was just, you know, she was where I was like two, three years ago, just kind of like mind getting blown by all this new information and stuff like that. And it was just really interesting watching her go through that. And I was just like, I just, I want to be here and I want to see this happen to all these other people. I want to know their individual experiences. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I guess I just kind of wanted to put a call out there for people to share. Um, and then also, of course, start sharing my own journey because, you know, who knows, there's could be other people out there who are interested in the individual experience, of course. I mean, we're all having our own individual experience, so that's the most interesting thing to us. Um, but, you know, other people's experiences and stuff like that. So that's kind of what started it all. I was just kind of like, you know what, I should be sharing. We should all just be sharing, you know, just the way that you guys are doing. So. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and one of the things which I agree 100% is, you know, get out there because uh, you may, you may have something to say that somebody is exactly what somebody else needs to hear, you know, even if it's just one person, um, which, yeah. is kind of what, which is kind of what happened when I watched your first video, because it, it, it made me stop and think, okay, like, you know, you say, you know, oh, we're always wanting to be the person on stage, the per, you know, the person presenting this information, uh, but they're already doing that work. So it, it just really made me realize where my place is and like, what is my role here? you know, and it just, it just took that to just take me down a new path. And I thank you for that. And that's why I recommend everybody check it out. So. Oh, well, thank you for letting me know that. That's awesome. And I'm so happy that that, uh, you know, affected you in that way. And you're absolutely right. You just never know who needs to hear something from just a unique perspective. You just never freaking know. And like I said, in the video too, I mean, we're all getting this information from all kinds of different sources, but we're getting them from the sources that we need to get them from. You know, I, I came to uh, disclosure and ascension and awakening from, you know, from a completely different uh, route than most of the people at Dimensions of Disclosure, but we're all heading towards the same path. So, so that's pretty cool. And I guess the more information that there's out there of each person kind of presenting their own perspective, then, you know, another person can be affected in a way they wouldn't have been from some other information. So that's awesome. Exactly. That, that's exactly my point. Yeah. I, th I think it's, uh, and, and another thing is you had said that like a lot of the information you already had known coming into this, uh, which is true. You know, we go to these conferences and stuff and the information's fantastic, but making those connections, look at all three of us made the connection last at Dimensions of Disclosure. And then look, look what we've blossomed into now. You know, you're on a podcast, you have a YouTube channel and a uh, Facebook page, you know, whatever. It's, it's just truly inspiring for me to see you doing that. And it's just really, it's just really great that, that just to see everyone in the community finally breaking free out of their shell, you know. I agree. I agree. And it is awesome to see you guys do this as well. Um, and, you know, it's, it's really interesting because yeah, like the point you brought up of, you know, we all want to be that person on the stages and, and all that. And I don't really know. I mean, it's difficult to explain, but it's like we put those people on a pedestal. You know what I mean? We definitely do. How many people got starstruck seeing Corey at the, you know, conferences and stuff like that. And of course, Corey doesn't want that. He's just kind of like, I'm just a regular person, just like you guys, like it's fine. But this is just kind of our nature, I think, especially in the way the society is, kind of structured in the way it has us believe things and it's just kind of like okay this person is an, is an authority so we must you know raise them up they must be higher than us and I don't know I, I just really felt like I was just very resistant to that whole idea I was just kind of like 
okay, they, yes, they've had the experiences that they can talk about 100%. They're an authority on those experiences that they've had, or, you know, like David done all his research for years and years and years, decades. Like obviously he's an authority and stuff like that. And, you know, as you know, all of us watching, we didn't have all that behind us. We don't have all that under our belts, but we're not less significant to the entire picture just because we don't have all that. Our experience is just as valid, just as important. And, you know, it, just in the grand scheme of things. Why? Because we are all one. We are all the creator. We are all, you know, an expression of the infinite divine. And the source doesn't produce energy in a meaningless way or an, as a waste. Each and every one of us here is so, so important. And that's why it's like, it, it, it's just very inspiring to me to get to know the individual experience as opposed to this whole like, you know, let's just follow what these individuals are doing. Let's just, you know what I mean? Not, no shade, no shade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. totally get, I 100%. totally get. agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we tend to like, yeah, like you said, put people up on a pedestal and like they, they become almost like celebrities to us. And then we're like, oh, they're like Corey's such a big deal. And like, he's just a regular dude. He's just a completely normal person that had extraordinary experiences and he's he came out sharing those with the world that's it um and that's what so many so many of those people are or or like you said david who he just he's done so much research and he's just sharing the knowledge that he's gained with the world mm -hmm. and and making connections with it and stuff and uh you know that's those are both things that's something any of us can do and and we all have something to give and to share and we're all no one's more or less important or, or more or less special than anyone else we're all we're all equally beautiful and amazing beings and we're all one like you said so yeah um it's but it's amazing i love the uh like dimension disclosure the, the smaller conferences like that because you can really connect more with the community and it really feels more like you're, you're coming together with the community and, and hanging out rather than, Hey, we're all going to this conference to listen to all these people talk, which is what like the bigger ones like contact in the desert felt like, which is cool in its own way. But like, I like the more community feel, uh, conferences where it's just like you're meeting up with your soul family or with your star family and uh, connecting in person. Cause it's, it's one thing that, you know, it's great talking on Facebook and, online but you know nothing beats connecting in person and be able to to hang out in person with with your uh, your soul family so exactly i yeah. agree and actually star family reunion i believe uh was a term coined by uh one of the guys that i met uh andy andy what's up if you're watching hey i think it was uh him that actually said it's like a star family reunion <laughs> yeah that's Smash exactly it. what it, that's exactly what it is basically yeah mm-hmm yeah. Uh, there was something I was going to say that, to something you just mentioned. Oh, okay. So this whole, you know, we have a tendency to kind of treat them like celebrities and stuff like that. Like I said, it's kind of a natural thing, unfortunately, just with the way society is going. And, you know, these conferences are amazing, but they're still taking the structure of, you know, the old world, the old kind of thinking with that whole, like, putting people on stage and like, these are the important people. You all came here to see these, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff. But Unfortunately, we're in a transition right now. Like this is obviously just a huge, huge transitional period. We can't just all of a sudden throw together, you know, a conference that is just like 
based solely on the ideals that we're trying to you know educate ourselves on now like oneness and equality and all this other stuff like we, we can't just automatically well, go, oh, guys. <laughs> well it's the fact that it really comes down to i think that money is a still a thing so mm-hmm. yeah you know when you yeah. put on a conference it costs money to put on the conference so <laughs> no one's gonna pay no one's gonna pay money to go to it unless there's like big name people that are there it's just kind of how it is so it's like you're right we're in a transitional phase and since money's still still a factor we have to we have to deal with that um yeah the cool thing is when i just went to uh, cosmic waves in hawaii so everybody's been listening to this podcast they know they've heard me say it a thousand times by now but um it was different it was a lot different it was a hundred people give or take um all all the uh presenters the speakers they were all in the same room with everybody all the whole time you know uh and they they when they weren't presenting they were in the crowd with everybody else sometimes you would find yourself sitting right next to them but every person sat in the crowd for everyone else's presentation that's awesome and yeah it was it was uh it was awesome and we did a big q a circle at the end and every every presenter everybody just you know uh, got to tell speak about what they how what they felt at the conference and that was one of their favorite everybody said the same thing it was nice to be able to be one of the people on the other side for a change heck yeah that's um, what i'm talking about yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's a i just think it's important i think that's important like you said it's not just about the people on the stage they're but by them coming out and sitting there with us and experiencing what we're experiencing even some of them were taking notes i mean that's amazing i think i think every conference should be exactly like how that one was um well i don't think like if it gets too big i don't know if that would work out because yeah well that's why i don't like the bigger ones yeah (laughs) you will have you will have that that starstruck you know fans running up and you know you don't want to overwhelm the person because the bigger yeah well and the bigger ones like there's so many people there like at contact in the desert there's like I think there's like 4,000 people there or something like that, literally. So there's just no possible way you're going to be able to connect with all those people or, yeah. or meet anywhere close to all those people. Um, so it can't really be like a, like a star family reunion because it's too big. I mean, yeah. like pockets, you know, but like. If we could get really organized. If we and could get really organized, yeah. <laughs> and like. And like have, um, you know, it would be really nice if like major spiritual leaders would just pop up in every like major area of the world. And then we can just have smaller groups around those people, (laughs) you know, coordinate, make sure we're giving each other the same information. Sounds like a pipe dream though, for now. Hey, maybe that, maybe that's who we are. We just, (laughs) (laughs) maybe. Um, So I have a question for you guys. I'm just curious, uh, as far as like both of you guys, what sort of major visceral experiences have you had aside from, you know, meeting and meeting with people at at a conference, stuff like that, like stuff that really struck you that kind of got you thinking what's going on out there in the world, you know, that kind of stuff, alien encounters or spiritual encounters or something like that. That's what I was getting at. So you mean experiences? Experiences. um, I've had more of that than me. I've had quite a few. That's what started me was that's what got me into this whole uh, community, this whole awakening. It wasn't any information. It was my own experiences that 
forced me to find out, you know, what the heck's going on. Um, man, I've had some really profound stuff happen. I guess my favorite one uh, was when Cosmic Disclosure came out and Corey was talking about the Anshar and uh, he was saying how easy it was to connect with them. You know, if you're vibrating on the right frequency, all you really have to do is ask. Mm. So I had like, I had taken that seriously and I had made it a goal of mine to communicate with the Anshar. And I was every night I was giving them permission. I was doing this whole thing, the meditation and, you know, nothing was happening, but I was persistent, persistent. And one night I was sleeping and I woke up to a text message and I looked at my phone and the text was from an unknown number. It said, are you ready to meet us? <laughs> what? Yeah. A and text? And a text. <laughs> I swear. And I knew exactly who it was for some, some reason you just know it was almost like a telepathic thing. Wow. And I sleep in my basement and I have a walkout basement and they said, come to your back door. So I got up and I walked to the back door and opened the back door. I'm looking in my backyard, but there's nobody, there's nothing there. And I'm looking, I'm like, okay. So I was going to go back to check my phone again. This is make sure I, you know, read it right. As soon as I turned around this tall, blonde haired woman started physically phasing into my basement she Whoa. got about she got about halfway i guess phased in and i froze in fear like the absolute like that when you hear frozen in fear i couldn't talk i couldn't move i wasn't expecting it and i was startled because i wasn't expecting to turn around and see it and the message i got was you're not ready oh dang um, <laughs> but they had to, because I had put all my focus, I had put all my focus on that. I had everything and that's, and they had to, they had to at least make something happen, do something to let me know that I'm not ready. You know, your whole body goes into this, Corey describes it. It, you, it goes into this vibratory. It's a, it's a real like automatic response. You can't yeah. you control it, I guess, until yeah. you condition yourself to, uh, to get over that. Um, but then I, so I, I eventually, I, that whole, that went away and I went back to my room and I checked my phone and the text messages were not there. <clears throat> I actually, I actually ended up taking off work the next day, I think, because it was just so profound. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could care less about going to work, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, <clears throat> it didn't matter what I was doing. So the next night I went into meditation. It just so happened. The next day, Teresa Yanaris talked about some uh, inner earth thing that's the same way. And she said how yeah, I remember that. She, she explained how you can connect with them through meditation by just imagining an etheric cord going to their from your third eye to their third eye. So I did that. And I just wanted to know the name of the girl I saw. And like I was wearing headphones, I heard it and I wrote it down immediately. I don't know how to spell it. She said, Sicorse Prefoxe. And I don't know how to say, I just, it, I'll never forget it. It was like this beautiful, like elvish voice from like Lord of the Rings or something. And uh, I wrote it down and that was like, I had not had any more experiences with them like that ever since. But that was one that really was like a confirmation, like, okay, there is something going on here because. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um, I can understand the being frozen in fear though. I think that I personally have a lot of fear 
and it frustrates me. <laughs> you yeah. Know, keep telling ourselves, you know, there's literally nothing to be afraid of. No matter what comes our way, it is from the creator. And anything that we experience is approved by our higher selves. So anything that we experience is going to be fine. There's nothing to fear, but you know, so happens. <laughs> well, yeah. And I don't think it was that I was afraid. It just, honestly, you're, we're not ready to, we're not physically, no, I don't think ma many of us are vibrating at a high enough frequency to match these other beings. Oh yeah. And like they had to let me know that I wasn't ready. Otherwise I would have never stopped, you know? <laughs> I'm a little concerned that they were able to re erase the text messages from your phone. <laughs> like, did she pause? Like, did, did they like use technology like pause or freeze you? And then she like deleted them real quick and then left. And then it was like, you know, you didn't really notice well, anything happened or. Well, I, no, it was just like my phone was stayed on my nightstand the whole time. So when I went back in to check it, those texts weren't there. And, and I had the most amazing thing happen in Hawaii. Uh, one of the girls at our table, you know, we all went out to eat one night and somebody asked, has anyone had any experience with the Anshar? I'm just, uh, I'm just curious. And then one other girl at the table, she goes, I did, but it wasn't like you would expect. They contacted me through my cell phone and I said, <laughs> oh my God, I, w I got all the hair stood up on my body and we both had to exchange our stories. And it was like another confirmation. Like, so I wasn't, I, it's not just me. They actually do do that. And right. They, that's crazy. I'm, I'm really, yeah, that's interesting why they would choose to do it that way. I, I, it's probably because maybe they're like, we need to do it in a way that is not going to freak you out or, yeah, or the it was, least, you know, it was just and since we're all message. constantly texting on our phones. They're, yeah. they're like, Oh yeah, we'll just send them a text. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, just a text message. There's nothing out of the ordinary whatsoever about that. So, yeah, I don't know. But it was, when she said that, it was just like, you know, <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. So what did, what did she say happened? What was her story? Um, hers was more of, they were actually, um, like talking through her cell phone, like, um, oh really to be to be quite honest i was so like in the moment i don't remember the details of her story and i don't want to say it and butcher it <laughs> and, <laughs> and i you know but either way it was like it was, they called her on her phone no she was already on the phone oh and, and <clears throat> some, some something started happening on the line and she is she is already a cha she actually has her own youtube channel she's already a channeler and so she was able to understand who was coming through. Um, but anyway, so that's that. Nice. Fascinating. Yeah. What about you, Idris? Have you had any? I, I, I know you said in your video that you hadn't had anything like that happen, but has anything happened since? Ha ha. Um, not, no. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm okay with that, actually, because I kind of consider my journey to be the epitome of believing without seeing. That's kind of my whole deal, because, like, I don't know, I just, I haven't had, ever since I was a kid, I was like, I wonder if there are aliens. And also, 
I want to see a ghost. Like just, that's kind of like when I was a kid, I was just like, I want to see a ghost. Like I want to see something, you know, I hear all these stories. My dad has really crazy stories from Puerto Rico of like haunted buildings and all this kind of crazy stuff that he's experienced. My dad has had a lot of spiritual stuff go on um, in his life. And so I'm just like, where's mine, <laughs> you know? But my whole life, and I know that's kind of a silly thing. And, and a lot of people probably feel that way. You know, where, where's my experience? I want to see the thing. I want to see this or whatever it is. But I almost feel like, and I, I have had this inclination for a long time. I feel like I'm being protected somehow. I'm being like, not blocked, but just protected. You know, as much as I want to see a ghost, whatever I may see, whatever it may be, may not be, you know, benevolent. So... <laughs> It's possible that I've just been protected my whole life. Um, so no, I haven't had any, any very visceral experiences that have just come about naturally. Um, the only thing that I have really, really had some really cool experiences with uh, have been the Ouija board. And I don't know how you guys feel about the Ouija board, but um, my first experience with that was very lackluster. Like this is why I thought that I was being protected because every time I would try to push the boundaries of like, oh, I'm going to oh, there's an abandoned haunted building. Let's go, <laughs> you know, and then we'll go and literally nothing will happen. It'll just be like creepy building, but that's it. Um, and then the first time I played with the Ouija board and I say played and I know that, that like at that moment it was playing with it because I had no idea what I was doing. I do now after having done a lot of research and also my consciousness totally changing and, you know, shifting and understanding the spiritual reality of things. I know how to properly use one now, but back then I was just kind of like, let's see a ghost, you know? Yeah. And, and it was like a homemade yeah. one. Exactly. And it was like a homemade one and stuff like that. And, you know, I heard the warnings, you know, don't, don't mess with the spirits cause you don't know what you're going to get back. But I did anyway. And nothing happened. Nothing happened during us kind of messing with it. But as soon as I went to sleep, the two girls I was with, it was a sleepover. The two girls were like, we saw a lady in a white dress in the hallway. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. they were just um, waiting for you to go to sleep. Exactly. <laughs> but um, other than that, like ever since I have been on my kind of awakening, like I, I, I just kind of catapulted myself towards awakening. Um, and I'll, I'll go into that at, uh, in a little bit, but ever since then, I've kind of doing, been doing a lot, a lot of research. I read this book on Ouija boarding and it was from this woman who had been doing it for like 40 years. And her whole thing was, I'm here to tell you how to have positive experiences only with the Ouija board, because the Ouija board, you can have positive experiences or negative experiences. The way that I view a Ouija board is this, the Ouija board itself is just a tool. It's not good or bad. It doesn't really do anything on its own. It's almost just like, it's a tool. Just like a knife is a tool. A knife sitting on a counter is not dangerous. Um, you know, you can pick it up and you can whittle some wood figurines. You can, you know, uh, cut rope, do something for survival, or, you know, you could cut somebody's throat. Um, so the knife itself is not dangerous. It's who's holding the knife and what they intend to do with that knife, right? Mm -hmm. Exact same thing with Ouija boarding. And now that I understand the spiritual reality more and I understand, or at least you know, my own belief, which I know you guys share, but um, a lot of people, you know, don't. <laughs> um, in my belief that I am one with the creator, I feel that I have an authority to set the tone for my Ouija experience. I have an authority to do that. If I only want to allow light beings, uh, you know, beings of love and light and of universal truth in, I can do that. 
and the belief that you're allowed to do that and they're able to do that to set those boundaries just like you clear your aura or you know clear a space and stuff like that you have authority to do that as a member of creation so so whenever i do ouija boarding these days which i don't do it very often anymore um but you know there's a meditative time ahead of it take some time to meditate and center yourself and then do like a prayer like a long prayer or some sort of you know um you know, just uh, intending for it to just be light and love and for this to be a positive experience. And I've had, I've not had one negative experience uh, so far in doing that. Um, and then one more quick thing I want to mention just for any viewers who are unfamiliar with the Ouija board, when you're done, say thank you, close the portal, make sure you close it. <laughs> That's yeah. all. But um, so I had, I had a very close friend. She moved to LA um, like a year and a half ago and she was insanely spiritual like she was awake but she didn't it was like she she had known things and felt things but she didn't know how to articulate those things so then when me and her became friends and i started talking to her about the things i'm reading and what i'm learning she's like wow i have felt that my whole life so she is a very very spiritual person and she's very connected she feels energies she i witnessed her channel one time i witnessed her channel and entity and it was very fascinating um but it was very brief so whenever she and I would Ouija board, the activity, that's when the activity would really happen. It was like when, with her and me. I've done it on my own before. Wouldn't you know it, nothing happens, <laughs> you know? But um, so, so I've had some very cool experiences just with the Ouija board and just kind of like, I, I mean, it's just crazy when you're, and okay. So, you know, how can you be sure that who you're talking to is who you're talking to? I don't know. Um, I'm hoping, you know, for the best, like I said, I've had, I haven't had any negative experiences, but you know, can't be sure if there's any spirits out there just kind of pulling my leg because I spoke to my grandfather, one of my grandfathers, um, my grandmother. And then this most recent time I got to speak to my higher self and that was really exciting. And the Ouija board, uh, book that I read, she was like, you know, you'll be able to speak to loved ones, speak to your higher self. Like that's a, a way of doing it. And also she said, you're gonna be able to speak to your pets, living or dead. Living or dead. I was like, I want to talk to my cat. <laughs> my dog. Um, yeah, I've heard that about speaking to animals. Uh, that too, that's, yeah. that's interesting, just because you know, you look at them here in the physical, and wonder how they would ever be able to talk to you in an intelligent way. So right. I wonder how that would work. Yeah. yeah, from my understanding of it, um, there's usually a, like, if you do it often enough, there's usually a spirit that comes every time and kind of moderates. It, it sounds kind of weird, but there's like a spirit that comes every time that's kind of like the first one to greet you, and then it will uh, bring in other spirits to talk to you. So that spirit then will communicate with the, the animal and then sort of translate for you, because I'm sure it's mostly emotions that they're expressing so then that that whoever that spirit is will, will translate to you and that spirit will be somebody that you know and are comfortable with like it's, it's somebody like close to you different for everybody so they'll be like um your dog is thirsty that's what they want you to, they're trying to tell you they're thirsty <laughs> they're hungry, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the message i would get yeah yeah that's, that's what your dogs would say yeah um so one of the things you said you're awakening or your journey is like to seeing without believing, which is kind of what the law of one is based, based around it. They say it's the, the goal is to understand the truth without proof. It's the right. same thing. 
like you're the perfect you're the perfect uh i don't even know what's word i'm what i'm looking for but you're perfect. i know what you mean kind of the embodiment of that yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> although i've been pushing the boundaries like with the ouija board thing um and yeah i mean just like on on its own like i haven't had any any crazy things happen um but ever since i've been kind of getting into this information it's been a lot of synchronicity synchronicity for me has been a big big thing um just like you tyler when you explained that you went to go get your t-shirt uh, done, you know, and you started talking to this guy, you ended up talking for an hour. That kind of experience has happened to me so many times, especially after, you know, just after I've been getting into all this and stuff like that. So that, those are kind of clues, you know what I mean? Those are kind of things where it's like, it's okay, you're on the right path. Like as much as you're not seeing the things that these other people are saying, you're, you're on the right path, you know? So, but yeah. Yeah. Keep it up. Definitely. And I think, by, and I think your uh, YouTube channel, your videos are great. And like yeah. I had said, like I said to you in a text message a while back, I, I honestly think you found, you know, you found your place like doing that because when you talk, it's captivating and people listen. So. Uh, well, thank yeah. you very much. I hope so. I mean, I'm not sure if it is my thing yet. What I actually think my thing more is, which I'm trying to, I'm trying to work towards this. I, it's weird for me to talk in front of a camera by itself. I'm glad that I come across, you know, okay. <laughs> but I much prefer physical interaction with people or even, even this like right here, being able to look at someone's face and be able to respond to them, to speak to them. So what I would prefer is to have actual physical contact with people in a small group or in different things. So I've been working on that having different ideas um, about how I can do that. I'm sure there are groups that meet already um on different things there actually there actually was one that i was a part of for a little bit um one of my friends friends was into this stuff and he had a little group where they would talk about disclosure and all this stuff and i was like that is awesome i haven't uh, met with them in a long time but maybe i should get back to that <laughs> yeah the, you're talking about like a local group mm -hmm. yeah um, like a local group yeah there's a few of those around here that i go to um nice. i've actually spoken at a couple of them did many presentations uh Stuff I, yeah. I was guided to do like a presentation under the secret space program and stuff because nobody had really known about it. Like I was the first one who discovered like cosmic disclosure out of that group. And I was like getting all this information and, and, and it was just like unlocking stuff inside of me at the same time. And like, I was getting all the synchronicities, like I'm supposed to share this information with these people. So that's uh, awesome. How do they respond to that? Um, it's actually really interesting. I, they love, it was great. So it's a small group, like, I don't know, 10 to 15 people every week, you know, and the night I went to present on a secret space program, I would say, you know, between 30 and 40 people showed up. Wow. Uh, we filled the, it filled this room. We were bringing chairs in and, and the, the lady who runs the meeting, she's like, Oh, I see you have a following, but I didn't have a following. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it, was, yeah it was really strange what did they come for did they i mean would they did they advertise the fact that you were going to give this presentation <laughs> yeah she yeah she advertises it uh she has an email she sends out and and word of everybody, mouth i guess everybody wanted okay. to hear about the secret space program yeah it could have yeah. been but it, it, yeah. it was just really odd that it was just like i mean filled the room so i was i knew that it was all happening for a reason heck and, yeah yeah, well, you know, so when, when Corey came on the scene talking about the secret space program and his experiences, I had already been, like, my awakening happened in 2012. And so for three years, I'd already been researching ETs and UFOs. 
and and everything in that whole field and i'd never once heard anything about a secret space program i not to my knowledge i don't recall at all and and when he started talking yeah that's why i was i was super fascinated because at first i was very i was skeptical and i was very much like this guy legit like is this who like I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna keep hearing him out and like see where this mm -hmm. goes yeah we all wanted to believe it but we yeah, but we, we, yeah i think that's what a lot of them, a lot of us did we we all were like because he was saying all these fantastical things that we have a secret space program that goes to other galaxies and uh breakaway civilizations like star trek and people like i served 20 years and then came back and they age regressed me they as, age regressed <laughs> It's like, like, like all these crazy things i'm just like what is this guy talking about uh but i'm like if he's lying like what's his motivation here like he seemed like and you can just tell especially in that especially at the beginning uh, <laughs> that he was super uncomfortable oh yeah talking and talking in front of the camera he was a super introvert that like did not want to be doing this but he's like for whatever reason is doing it and I mean, uh, think about the contrast now, just what you're saying, like his very first video coming out. Yeah, you're right. He was very he, nervous and all this kind of stuff. And and then I just watched the new Edge of Wonder episode and he's just like owning it. He's, oh, just he's, owning a, complete, it. he's a completely different person now. He's yeah. a completely, like, it's funny because I went, I went back not too long ago and rewatched like the first season of Cosmic Disclosure. And I'm like, this is a, this is a completely different person. Like, I don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Especially the hair. Yeah, especially the hair. Like he looks, yeah, he looks different. He's, uh, well, he was also also he was on a lot of meds at the time. He said, um, "Oh, and stuff." So it was a combination of that, and he was super nervous and super uncomfortable. And yeah, you could like see the progression as it goes on. Like he gets more comfortable and starts coming into his own, and like mm -hmm. is like owning his <laughs> story and his beliefs. Even. And, uh, even when he spoke in Hawaii, that was a big comment amongst everybody is how comfortable he was up there. And he even commented on it. He said he would, he had uh, done a, so much spiritual work. He had a lot of spiritual work to do, but he's done a lot of work and, and changed a, almost every way that he used to live. You know, he's yeah. just living in an entirely different frequency now. So that that's part of it, you know. Well, you know, you know what you... I thought it was interesting because earlier you said when you had the encounter with the inner earth being, I'm assuming it was an inner earth being, uh, yes. and they said you weren't ready yet. Well, remember how Corey said that they uh, couldn't reach him if he was at too low of a vibration. And like, remember when he went on those meds? Yeah, after his surgery. Was, and it lowered his vibration so much that they couldn't contact him anymore. And they, they finally had to like, he said it sounded like they were <clears throat> shouting through like water or something Whoa. to hear him, but they were like trying to get his attention and they were yelling or she was yelling, uh, you have to stop it. Uh, and, and like stop taking the meds, stop taking the meds. Yeah. Yeah. And he knew that's what he meant. Um, because he realized that's, that was lowering his vibration so much that they physically could not reach him because they're at a certain like higher vibration and, he got so low that they couldn't connect with him they couldn't reach him anymore um yeah that that makes perfect so, sense so maybe maybe when they said you're not ready they just mean like your vibration is not enough that we can't we can't reach you more than like this it's true because when i started getting into it when i first got into cosmic disclosure and all that stuff 
I was still 3D me. I hadn't done, I hadn't began any spiritual work. I hadn't changed my diet. I hadn't done anything. I had just based it all off of the information. You know, I was just diving in for the information and seeking the information and not doing any work. Yeah. And, and it just makes sense. You know, yeah. why, I, I understand now why I wasn't ready. Um, so That's awesome. maybe, maybe you're ready now. Maybe you should try it again. I have not, I have not reached out to them actually. Uh, I, I haven't, yeah, it's kind yeah. of been, I don't know. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a personal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I think it's, it's sure. definitely worth it to question, you know, because like me, like when I'm, you know, what, as I was growing up and now I've kind of accepted this whole, like, okay, like, I don't really need to see it. I, I still understand this stuff, but you know, um, I had to ask, I had to ask myself, why do I want this so badly? What is it going to do for me? Why do I want this? You know, so it, 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 there's something to asking yourself, why do I want to contact Anshar? Not that there's anything wrong with contacting Anshar. Like I want to contact them. Like it's, it's awesome, you know, and it's fascinating, especially to understand their deep connection with all of us on the earth. I mean, they're in the earth and they've been watching us for a long, long time. That was but, another thing that I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Crazy. Hearing you tell that story, you know, because so many people think Corey is just a liar and he's making up all this stuff. But like, like at least for me, you know, me knowing you as well as I do now, I know you're not just making up that story, right? Like, I, I know no, you had that absolutely, experience. Yeah. That just confirms it so much more even to, to me that like those beings exist and they're, they, we can connect with them and they're real. Yeah. yeah. And it makes so much sense too, to think that, I mean, just, just everything, it just fits together. So weirdly and perfectly in this like, crazy puzzle, but it's also very complicated, you know, cause right now, like it's very difficult to understand or to know what information is true and what information is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the Anshar, especially, you know, just thinking about the fact that they have been influencing people on the surface, but have been pretending to be, you know, not below us but above us or something exactly being god or extraterrestrials or anything like that and i'm just like i just think of everyone that i've ever known who has ever told me i literally heard the voice of god and i'm like okay was it the government or was it the anshar yeah one of the two yeah (laughs) voice of god technology literally or anshar playing or or it could have been an et also or it could have been real that's where there are ets that come here and that are here but then but then there's also the anchar so it's like it's like Corey said they they used to say they were from the pleiades or somewhere else when really mm-hmm. they found out there's oh there's these things that are living inside the earth right and and you never know own, they're doing that for their own protection and it, and it makes sense but true they, i wonder if they would be able i mean i guess they're able to live on the surface because some of them get banished sometimes right and like come onto the surface sometimes um yeah. but i wonder like what what it does to them physically because you know, <laughs> got a lot of stuff going on up yeah, here. Maybe they're maybe they like, they have to like lower their vibration to, to do that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, just our air, our air alone is toxic. It's toxic for us. Yeah. So it's gotta be toxic for them. It's good. It's gotta be like, you know, a vampire walking into the sunlight, you know? It, yeah. Cause their, their, um, environment is so pure that yeah. Coming into ours with the chemtrails and the, and the toxin. Yeah. And the, Everything. It must be so amazing to go down there and breathe that air, just like. Oh yeah. Which world. doesn't make any sense because you think it would be pure up on the surface. But right. Yeah. They've got us in this terrible bubble up here. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because Corey, Corey said when he would go down there, they would have to like, they would have to like detox him or purify him first. Yeah, right. Before they would even let him like come join them. Right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think this is all so fascinating. Like when I, uh, okay, I'm coming to a point here to do with what you were talking about with, um, you know, Corey Good doing a lot of spiritual work and him obviously still having more work to do and all this kind of stuff. And and Tyler, what you said when you were like, you know, I was just getting all this information, but I wasn't doing the spiritual work. I, when I first started learning about this stuff, I wasn't doing the spiritual work either. I was just shoving information into my brain. It was just like, oh my God, like I need to know more and more and more. Yes. I mean, that, okay. That like, me <laughs> exactly. it's, it's like this, you feel this acceleration and you feel, you, it's almost like you feel your consciousness expanding and you're just like, my god like what is going on so my first uh experience with Corey good was very interesting it was like okay so i was i was visiting a friend in november of uh 2015 2015 november i was visiting a friend she was on hard times it was just kind of the spontaneous sleepover i hadn't seen her in a while and then the next morning um one of her friends who was dealing with similar issues that she was dealing with had come by just to say hi or, any, or something like that and then he was going to go uh to work well, I was like, hey, dude, can you give me a ride? Like, you know, I'm on the way to your job. Like, can you just give me a ride? So he was like, sure. And I had just met this guy for the first time. Never seen him before in my life. Um, and like I said, just happened to sleep over at my friend's house that day. And he came by the next day, like unannounced. So he's driving me to work. And I started talking to him about, I don't know, different things. Because at that point, I was already questioning things. I was already kind of like, I have this inclination about oneness and stuff like that, but I didn't really know much about it. But I was interested in learning more. And uh, I had spoken to him about this a little bit. And so he goes, um, you know, you really need to check out this show. <laughs> and I was like, what, 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 what is it? And he's like, and this was back when, uh, I guess this didn't happen too long ago, but back when Gaia was Gaia TV. Yeah, yeah. Guy on TV. It was Guy on when Cosmic Disclosure started. Exactly. TV, yeah. So he gave me his Gaia login information. And he was just like, take this login information, watch the show called Cosmic Disclosures. And then also David's, um, what's his? Wisdom teachings. Wisdom teachings. Yes. He was like, watch Cosmic Disclosures and Wisdom teachings. So I'm like, okay. You know, okay, so I got his information. I was like, that's cool. I'm, I'm I, you know, and he's like, you're gonna, you're gonna just jump in and it's gonna be crazy. So I was like, all right. Well, I didn't touch that uh, link for a while until I was at home. It was, I mean, it wasn't that long. It was uh, literally December 31st. I'm at home with my family and we're just kind of chilling and waiting for the new year. And the new year passes and I, for some reason, thought to myself, hey, you know what? I'm going to check out that show now because <laughs> it was weeks previous where I was just kind of like, Oh, I, I remember that show he was telling me about. Well, I'll check it out later. So literally January 1st, it was like the wee hours of the morning, January 1st, 2016. I was sitting there with my dad, my dad and I watched it together. And we watched the very first episode of cosmic disclosure. And I'm just like, my dad, is he, is he for real? <laughs> you know, my dad was like, I don't know. Yeah. But that right there kicked it off 2016, January 1st. And then I was just like watching every episode. I was reading the law of one. I was reading all kinds of stuff. I mean, I just delved into it, right? And I was following it for the next couple of years and all the books and the things that I was reading and stuff like that. I mean, okay, so law of one, once I started reading that, it was like a, it was like something broke through, like, oh, I'm like covering the camera. <laughs> something broke through um, 
my consciousness. And it was just kind of like, it shattered everything to pieces. And the law of one was just like, with such concepts that I was just like, what the heck? It shattered my whole consciousness. It was just like, what's going on? And then it led me to uh, the Seth material and the Seth books. And it was like the Seth books picked up all the pieces and like, we're like, no, it's fine. It's always been this way, but I'm going to show you how to actually, how it's actually supposed to look. So the Seth material really affected me like heavily. I don't know if either of you guys have read Seth Speaks or Nature Personal Reality or anything like that, but oh man, that stuff really got to me. I've heard about it. I haven't read it yet. Super good stuff. But I mean, you guys know most of it anyway. And the most amazing thing about doing the research and stuff like that that I was doing was every single book that I was picking up was saying the same thing, but in a different way and also with pieces that the other book didn't have. They were all complimenting each other and filling in the blanks. And it was amazing. And at the time, I was so focused on getting information and all the, all the information kept telling me, you know this already. This is all inside of you. This is inside of your soul, inside of your DNA. All you have to do is look within, look within. All the books, look within, look within. And I was like, cool, cool. Keep reading, keep reading. Yeah, look within. Never look within, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> so um, that process started for me more uh, beginning of 2018 that like heavily like, okay, we need to actually look within here. But during all this, I was, I was understanding the concepts and believing them and under, and just kind of like understanding the importance of looking within. I was getting all that, but I wasn't actually doing the work. So when I was watching Cosmic Disclosure, sometimes I would get a little bit worried because I was like, you know, Corey Good literally said he had contact with the raw being, you know, raw to your air, who is in, in the Law of One books talking about oneness and love and forgiveness and all this other stuff, and that that's the most important thing. And yet, all I hear from David and Corey is seek a space program, seek a space program, seek a space program. And so I'm like, you know, it's all very fascinating. And it fits in with the narrative. It all fits in. It makes sense. I get it. I, I accept that this is a possibility because of the way that the Law of One explained what reality is. But I was confused as to why they kept focusing on all that instead of telling us the way that we should be living our individual lives, like forgiving ourselves, forgiving other people, you know, working through our, our shadows and all that kind of stuff. And I was like really concerned because I was just like, okay, hold on. Like I'm literally reading David Wilcox articles and all this kind of stuff. And one of the articles, one of those really, really long ones, I almost want to say it was one of the end game articles. I don't know if you guys remember, like it was like a two or three part series. Yeah. And Really, really long. Really, really long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, all, they're all really, really long, but they're yeah, so like a mini long. Book. Yeah. But but like, you know, we're all here for it. So we're all reading it and everything like that. So the thing that disturbed me the most about those particular articles was it, I think that's when it kind of broke down the Pizzagate stuff, which I know Pizzagate in a lot of communities is just like don't say that word because it's that's two episodes in a row that came up came up yeah. now. I mean. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. That's true. No. <laughs> But so I was reading all the stuff about Pizzagate and I was like, this is crazy, but here's my issue. There was text and text and text and text and text and text and text breaking down Pizzagate, but there was about two lines in the entire article that said, please don't attack these people because of the information we're giving you. We need to be peaceful. There was like two lines devoted to that. I was like, dude, you're pissing people off. Like you're literally telling people stuff and they're gonna get angry. When people mess with kids, people get angry, <laughs> you yeah. know? So I was just like, why are they giving us all this information, but they're not teaching us how to handle it and how to literally think to ourselves, I cannot, I, I can hate this person if I want to, but I'm fueling 
be, you know, evil entities and I'm hurting myself by hating them because we're literally mm -hmm. wrapping ourselves in this karmic, you know, debt when we have these emotional responses to this kind of stuff. So I was just very like, why aren't they telling us what to do about our feelings? So after that, having seen this transition of Corey, you know, doing all the spiritual work and feeling more comfortable and stuff like that. And and David doing his class, his class that he's uh, teaching now, this uh, online seminar thing or whatever, it's all spiritual stuff. I'm like, yes, finally, like we're putting the emphasis on there. Like, I know it was all there before, but I was just a little bit concerned by it. So when you're talking about, you know, you know, now we're doing all the spiritual work and Corey and David changing, I'm just so proud. I'm so proud of the community. I'm so glad that they're pulling the focus back into that. Because here's the thing, like, I think this secret space program stuff is fascinating it is so cool if this was a book i would read it but it's not a book i'm actually a part of it as as small as a part that i play in this whole spectrum i'm in it i'm in it and it's awesome and i love that but information about the seek space program once i know it and once we have been awakened to you know the lies and all this other stuff just like simon said before you know we can't force anybody else's awakening so that information, unless we're, you know, we're sharing it to people just so that they know and all this kind of stuff, that's fine. But all this information isn't, what's it doing for my individual experience? What's it doing for my individual life? That's what the spiritual stuff is here for. The spiritual stuff is helping us with our relationships, with, um, you know, finding out what it is we actually want to do that brings us joy, getting rid of negative things in our life. Learning about the secret space program doesn't do that. It's fascinating as hell. Don't get me wrong. And I want to know everything but it doesn't help me step-by-step step in my life. You know what I mean? I, so I struggled with that for a while and I had to kind of distance myself from the community because I was so obsessive. I was so obsessive, dude. And I'm sure you guys can relate, you know? It's just, yeah. you start finding out this kind of stuff and you're just like, what other lies are they telling me? What? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ugh, and then when you hear about the Anshar and stuff, I'm like, that is so cool. Like, I, I'm honestly just so enamored by the whole thing. <laughs> but I recognize that I have work to do and that only I can do that work. Only yes, I yes. can do the work for my life. And, you know, Tyler, you were saying, you know, oh, you know, it's awesome that you've kind of found your niche in the whole community and stuff like that. Like, I'm still looking. I'm still looking for it. I'm, I'm doing the videos and that's cool. And I, and I appreciate the feedback and I appreciate anybody who gets moved by it, but I'm still trying to figure out what my thing is. You know well, what I mean? you're, you're figuring it out and you, this is a first step without you putting these videos out. You're not going to figure it out. Like you have to, you know, focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. Figure out that one step and the next one will present itself. And right. so, so you did in a way you did like that. You started. Absolutely. You're right. And going back to what you said about them only talking about the secret space program at the beginning. And then he would have the, the message like here and there, you know, I think it was more cosmic disclosure was more about getting Corey's testimony out, like all of it. Yeah, David, David likes to be more organized with like he like with his talks and then with his articles like he'll he, like as, as, at least like the spiritual side of things. He likes to he'll be like, all right, I'm talking about what's happening in the world or like um, secret space. Yeah, it's like compartmentalization. Yeah. yeah. And but he'll throw in some spiritual stuff, too. But then like then he has his like spiritual talks. And right. Then, like, law of one or spiritual talks and then mm -hmm. like or ascension and everything all of that and then he really dives into that whereas like uh, you know rather than just kind of mixing it all together which right, I, that I, makes sense it makes sense because you know it was 
cosmic disclosure was for it was a space for Corey to get his testimony out for sure for sure yeah because well and then also he had his show wisdom teachings at that right. time that he would do the other stuff on that show um and then but his articles yeah i do agree that like and in his articles he could definitely like incorporate that more and and be like all right here's what's happening but let's keep our focus <laughs> let's like this is what's important this is what well, he, do, he does exactly what we all do. We get excited about the information and sometimes we want to get it out there without really thinking about, you know, what is this information actually doing to people? How are people going to receive yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. So, which I've done it. You know, I've shared stuff. I've told people stuff and I realized that was not the right time to say that. This is the wrong right. person to say it to. Yeah, because whether something's true or not, it's really using your discernment means like, is this, is this going to be beneficial it's like okay, this is this is true information I could share, but is it going to be more beneficial for me to share it, or or is it going to hurt more to share it, or is it is it better that right. I that I don't, okay. or or if I do share it, put it in the context of like what you said, like this is what's happening, this is the truth, but at the same time, let's make sure like yeah, this is key and inner work is key and. Right. And I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like this is the journey that everybody goes through because, you know, now I'm focusing on inner work primarily. Um, but, you know, beforehand it was just like, oh, I have had this awakening. So I have to tell everyone, I have to tell everyone everything that I know so that they go through the same process that I went through so that they get to this point right now so that we can have an intelligent conversation about it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I get to tell them a, everything. That's a, yeah. 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 I, I definitely have the dilemma of like, well, I, for you, for the first five years of me researching information, um, I didn't talk to anyone about any of this stuff. It was, it was literally just me taking in the information and, and then eventually like I started doing the inner work and growing spiritually. Um, but yeah, until 2017, I didn't, I didn't talk about, I didn't have anyone to talk to about except for like few, I eventually had like a few Facebook friends and then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like people I'd never even met in real life. It was just like people I added or that added me randomly somehow. But uh, yeah, that sounds so lonely, man. Cause I understand like it, when you're researching all this stuff, it's like, it's really heavy. It was very lonely. <laughs> it's so heavy. How did you feel about that? You were just like, people don't know. People don't know this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These lies. It was hard. It was hard. Now you're telling the whole world essentially because anyone <laughs> yeah. can listen to this. Yeah, so it was all worth the wait. It was worth yeah. it. Yeah, well, that's why, like, it, so the first ever conference I went to in this whole realm was uh, Eclipse of Disclosure, which was the one before Dimensions of Disclosure in uh, 2017. For whatever reason, I just like, I was just like, I have to go to this. I, the magnet you got pulled i got pulled i got yeah. seriously pulled to it that's it was what like it is man there's a magnet i didn't even know like but i think it might have been like my higher self was telling me like you need to go to this but but i didn't at the time i didn't interpret it that way i just i was just like i just really really want to go to this you know yeah um and that's when i met i met you at the tyler at you know dimensions so the next one but like i met a bunch of people that i'm super good friends with Nowadays. So that's when you, that's when you were able to like find people that felt the same way. Mm -hmm. I was, that was the, yeah, I think that was really the first time I was able to talk with people in person and connect with people um, that were into this stuff in person. Nice. 
same with I think same with a lot of us because I was in a similar boat. Uh, I'm very fortunate enough to my my father and I. Uh, we both are kind of going through this together, discovering yeah, it all. Your it's, dad's in there with you. You're lucky. <laughs> we could we had each other to talk to, but outside of that, um, there was no one else. Yeah, and I, I the same thing. Uh, I would go. I still had all my old friends and stuff, and you just didn't talk. I just didn't talk about it. You know, we talked about the hockey game or whatever it might have been. And uh, yeah, I was in a band, and uh, I ended up quitting the band not too long ago. But yeah, like I had, I had my band, my friends in my band, and like a few other friends, but not no one was into any any spirituality or UFOs or ETs or any of this stuff. Um, and I grew up, I grew up super Christian, so I had like kind of some friends that were still in that world too that so they were in like the christian religious mindset so to them it's like oh aliens yeah they're probably demons like (laughs) you need need to stay away from that stuff you know or Uh, angels yeah yeah or angels well some of them are open by a few of them are open-minded enough to to be open to that but like hopefully they didn't hear that voicemail because that would have like confirmed it for them (laughs) we told you negative entities for sure yeah we told you Oh. that was that was some scary stuff man when i when i heard that i was like all right i'm 100 percent convinced demons are real at the time you know I called them demons, but like, that's so like, interesting who is who is your friend that they targeted him like that he yeah he's one of my old friends from the christian days and, oh so it was really scary for him too <laughs> well no not him because he's been dealing with that stuff like his whole life like he sees like angels and demons. I mean, he's told me all kinds of stories that of crazy stuff, way crazier than that. Like he'll wow. see them and they'll come in his house. He's seen people be possessed by demons and like all all kinds of stuff. Does your friend um does your friend know about the law of one? No, no, I don't think you he should does. Tell him. I well, I, I actually met with him um, shortly before I moved here to where I'm at now in Kansas. Uh, I I hadn't seen him for like five years and then we reconnected met up and got coffee. And, um, I told him, like, I, I told him a bunch of, a bunch of this stuff and I was like, this is, this is why I kind of fell away because I, I kind of stopped being a Christian and it was hard for me to like keep hanging around my super Christian friends when I wasn't anymore. And I either have to like be living a lie around you guys or, tell you all the stuff and you're gonna think i'm crazy or into weird stuff or, very concerned for or your soul. satanic stuff or whatever yeah yeah exactly and i'm like i just didn't want to deal with it i feel that hardcore than i expected he was like he's like oh that's it you were just worried that <laughs> <laughs> you know i've re- i've noticed i've noticed that sometimes when you finally do open up to somebody they receive it way better than you would have ever imagined. Yeah. Or or can have the opposite effect or, or too. worse. <laughs> but some people I'm surprised. It and depends some, on the person for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um uh, but you yeah. just don't know. I mean, unless you really know the person well, but and I knew yeah. him pretty well, but I guess I just estimated his <laughs> reaction wrong. And yeah. uh, but yeah, I literally I gave him uh, the Ascension Mysteries book, the David Wilcock Ascension. Oh cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm like here read this i'm like a lot of this stuff in here you're gonna it's gonna sound really crazy and you're gonna want to just write it off immediately and be like oh this is ridiculous i'm like before you do that try to suspend <laughs> yeah for a little bit and do do a little bit of research on on the things that are in there and uh that i mean 
I told him like, that's what I did. That's how I got to this point of where I'm at. And um, that's, that's pretty much what I told him. He still has that book, by the way. Um, you think he's read it? I, I don't know. I haven't reconnected with him, with him since then. That was He burned it. No, no, no. He's a full truther now. Yeah, he, might, he very well might be, actually. I don't know. Yeah, that would be amazing. Or, or even worse, he's a flat earther. No. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, flat earthers. No shade. No shade. Oh, I ran into a flat earther not too long ago. That was, he was going through the whole spiel of like all the evidence and like. Yeah. Uh, he was really, I mean, he made some good points that I didn't think about, <laughs> but, but he was really trying to sell me on it. And I was just like, yeah okay, okay. The, the thing about that is like it because when i first started hearing about flat earth stuff i was just like i was really trying to understand it i was just like but but science you know and stuff like that yeah. so whenever i would would run like i only knew one guy who actually was a flat earther and i would say tell me what like convince me please convince me tell me what it is that that convinced you and he couldn't really give me anything the, literally the thing he kept saying to me was think about how water works Water's a flat surface. <laughs> I'm like, okay, but there's a reason for that. So I was, I was open to, I was open to hearing it because I was just so curious. Because another thing about the flat Earth is that people, people were saying, I got into flat Earth trying to debunk flat Earth. You know what I mean? It's like somebody yeah. literally comes at the the concept as you know, thinking like this is dumb, this is so stupid. And then does the research, goes down the rabbit hole, and comes back and they're like, no, no, the Earth is flat. And I'm just like, what yeah. did you discover? what was it you know yeah because me and i did my research too i went down the rabbit hole i'm not there but um for me personally i couldn't reconcile how a flat earth was significant uh spiritually i could not reconcile it i was like what does this mean for us spiritually if the earth is flat and why you know i, I didn't really get it yeah. because you yeah well that. also that and then to me what i've seen most flat earthers believe is like we think we're on a planet, but we're just on an infinite plane and the earth mm -hmm. is just one little section of that. And there's mm -hmm. like an ice wall that goes, you know, Antarctica is actually a giant ice wall and that it just goes yeah. on forever. And then there's other realms or whatever, or something. There's like other that. realms? Yeah. Yeah. There's all, but here's the thing, like there's not one flat earth theory on that. There's like multiple different ones. Sure. Sure. You have all these different little, so it's like, well, which one of those is true and how do you prove that? Yeah. Like, um, so the, like, the infinite plane, the wall, the wall of ice, the dome. There's a, there's a big dome, yeah, yeah. And then and all the planets are. Um, they're just projections. Yeah, it's like how do you explain? I mean, to me, I've done so much research and I've heard so many testimonies and people's experiences of with ETs that come from other planets and like people that have been to other planets and. Yes, uh, and it's like, how, how do you reconcile that? What? It's like, okay, either all that stuff's not true and is a lie, and why would they be lying about all that? Right. True, or this is a this is not true, and it's probably a psyop, which makes a lot of sense to me. Well, so, somebody asked Corey that. Somebody asked Corey Good that it, in Hawaii it, after he spoke, like oh, yeah. his questions, and somebody asked him. Uh, just to shut everybody up, is the earth flat? And he goes, no, it's a psyop that got way out of hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the fact that Corey says that and he has insider experience. Yeah, well, and he's been off planet himself. Yeah, and he's been off planet. And it's like, if he's saying it too, that's, right. that's pretty. But here's the thing about that, though. It's just, okay, I've never been to space, so I can't tell you that the earth is round. 
but I believe it's round, but like I've never been to space. I've never experienced a thing Corey, the things Corey has experienced. So I can't say that like, you know what I mean? It, it's all about the individual experience. Yes, Corey is not lying because he definitely believes all that. And I'm not, I'm not questioning, you know, what's going on, but it's just kind of this idea of like, you know, for, for the same reason that I can't believe that the earth is flat, or around necessarily because I've never really been there. That's the same. That's kind of the same principles. Like, well, I'm taking in all this information that I have never seen before. You know what I mean? So, so the fact that all of these people are saying, "Yeah, the Earth is round. I've seen it." That in itself shouldn't be enough to convince. You know what I mean? Just because it's like, well, okay, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I mean, you can go on YouTube and search flat Earth proof, and there's all kinds of videos. And some of the info I've watched them, like some of the info really makes you like oh it's like, compelling it's compelling it can be yeah compelling. it's compelling but then you can also find ones that debunk a lot of that supposed info that sounds really true and really like convincing at first but then they're like no this is why it appears that way or this yeah um, well and when i they also have a lot of proof the other way that like this is the proof that the earth is definitely not flat and cannot be flat and it has to be a brown planet um when our government or the cabal is is paying people to put out this information yeah and that makes a lot of sense that makes it really hard just amazing how our brains can be fooled in such a way you know it's like oh we have all this compelling evidence so it must be true i mean you know that just goes to show what about this world are we not questioning in the proper way you know yeah. but but one of the big things that i couldn't really couldn't really reconcile with the flat earth was the lack of aliens like you know they're like aliens don't exist and all this other stuff is just it's just uh the government playing with these people's minds i've heard, so. I've heard that and if some of them believe they're just like angels and demons or they're beings in another realm like or another dimension which yeah they are but they're also from they're yeah. also from other planets and stuff it's, yeah, both. it's both but they're like oh no there's just other dimensions but there's no other planets and there's no out there it's just yeah. dimensions it's like, and one of the one of the theories because like you said there's a bunch of theories one of them you know suggests that we're you know the only one the only um planet or, or that we were created for some reason that you know the whole idea that like this is a terrarium and someone created us for a reason and they're they're observing us or whatever right and yeah. therefore therefore we are so special like we are so special because there aren't any other planets out there because this is it right here and we've been made for a purpose like we're so special and you know what i mean like that it, they, it's like they need this idea to make themselves feel significant in like a vast universe but for me that doesn't make any sense because if i believe that there is a creator who has infinite forms which is you and me and everything that exists mm -hmm. and you know there's infinite planets out there I don't not feel special I feel extremely special because there is no one out there like me on any of those other planets and there's no one out there like you or Each is there being or is there <laughs> <Or> <laughs> you never know <laughs> no. you've never been to the other planet to see you don't know <laughs> that's true that's true but I do believe that everything is unique and even if I even if I have no now now you got me thinking Tyler <laughs> no. you know the, oh, the best the best flat earth argument I've ever seen was uh, somebody I know got on Facebook and they made their status. I'm a flat earther. And then the very first comment was, then go jump off the side, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it was and it's the, like, haha, jokes on you. It's a never ending plane. I can't jump <laughs> off. It was the funniest thing. <laughs> Then go jump off the side, you fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, I had to laugh at that. That was too good.
That's yeah, but you know what's interesting? It's just this whole uh, people believing some things but not believing the possibility of something else, even if, you know, they just even believing the possibility. Because, I'm, you know, there's people who believe in the flat earth. They believe it wholeheartedly and don't yeah. believe all this other stuff. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, for instance, I, I went to this conference a couple of weekends ago uh, at Joshua Tree in California. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Uh, it was my first time in Cali. And it's a beautiful, beautiful retreat center. And I went um, to this workshop and it was on, you know, just kind of spiritual magic and different things and like coming into your power, fundamentals of meditation and this kind of stuff. And at one point, the um, person giving the uh, workshop, whose name is Damien Eccles, by the way, really fascinating guy. Um, definitely if, you know, anybody's interested in his story, look him up. Damien Eccles, super cool, really, really knowledgeable in magic and and just the spiritual powers that we all possess. But at one point he was like, you know, he kind of was like, um, yeah, you know, some people, you know, think that there's aliens and different things out there. And like, you know, he was kind of like, not in exactly dissing the disclosure community, but just kind of like brushing it off. Kind of like, you know, that's, I don't really know about all that. I know about this. I know about spirit and stuff like that, you know? And some people were kind of laughing at the whole thing. He's like, you know, yeah, some people said that I, uh, that I'm a reptilian. You know, some people said this and this and this, and people are like, oh, <laughs> resilience is so funny. But I'm over here like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, you cannot sit here and tell me, and, and no shade to the conference. Like, you guys are awesome. I love you guys. If anybody is watching from the conference, it was a super fun time. But you can't sit here and tell me that anything is possible and then discount someone else's experience especially if you haven't researched it. And that was the whole thing is I was like, I guarantee you all, everyone laughing has not done the research. They have not looked into this properly. And yes. You know what I mean? That's, that's normally what it is. It's just like, always what it, that's always what it is. Always what it is. And, yes. You can't believe anything is possible and then discount somebody else's experience because it's all individual. It's all personal. And sure. I haven't seen an alien. I haven't seen God either. Yeah. but uh you know <laughs> yeah and here yeah exactly so belief beliefs are like a trap so we're coming out of the age of of like pisces where everyone's a religion or has a belief system or is in a group that like, we all believe this like you're seeing more and more people like us that we're like we're starting to we're thinking for ourselves we're doing our own research and coming to our own conclusions based on what we find mm. and what resonates um and that's, I feel like it's going to just keep increasing in that. And um, you have to be open to all possibilities because if you, if you think about it, it just makes logical sense. How are you ever going to find the truth if there's areas you're not willing to consider even being true or you're just completely shut off to you and you've never done research and you're just like, no, that's not true. Well, how do you know? You've never, you've never even looked into it. You, you just, are you God? Do you just know everything? No. So how do you know? Well, it just can't be true. Well, why can't it be true? You know, and this is how you find out this is self-examination. This is what pe so many people don't do. And that's why they don't realize they just, they're just believing either just believing things because they've always believed them or they were told to, or they were told things. And well, and you have to be existing. And like I've said this in the past, you have to be existing in a uh, certain frequency to accept a certain piece of information so yeah. a lot of people you can present that information to somebody and they may just disregard it they even though it it is true like you said it doesn't fit it it, it, it doesn't resonate with them they'll disregard it so they yeah where they're at it's it's too far outside and there and it 
they can't accept it at first. And that's fine, but like. It takes a spiritual understanding to understand some of this information. Mm-hmm. Until you do that inner work, like we talked about earlier, some people and, really. It's, yeah, it's and, well, and eventually you get to the point where you realize I can't, I can't immediately say anything's definitively not true right off the bat when I haven't done my research because you you've grown so much of like where I'm at to where I was at 10 years ago I'm like if you would have came to me 10 years ago and told me like a quarter of the stuff that I believe now that yeah I that I uh I'm into um if like my future self if I right now would go back in time and start talking to my old self about all this stuff well, first of all, your past self would be like, what? You're from the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, I'd be mind blown by the time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. And then I would be like, oh, that's BS. Like, I, I would have done that because I wasn't at a place yet where I was, where I was. Uh, You're like, I'm literally. I wasn't open. Right I wasn't open to, my, to the possibility of my own current beliefs being wrong. Yeah. I was so closed in on that at that point. And it's such a personal thing. Like no one, no one from the outside, no one outside of you can force you to get to that place. You have to be the one to do it yourself. Like that's what happened to me. I just realized one day, like, how do I know what I believe is true? If I've never done the research or I've done just a minuscule amount of research. Yeah. And so I just started on the, on the path and I just kept going. <laughs> and that's, yeah, exactly. Today, examining, examining our beliefs is super, super important so, because like mm-hmm. you said, like you said, you know, you said um, beliefs can be a trap. I think that they can be, but they don't necessarily have to be. But they like don't have said, to be, but they, but they very easily can be if you're like, a, it just, it's just that factor if you're not open to, to the possibility of being wrong. Right. And then I also venture, would venture to say, um, you know, whether it's true or not, sure but also whether or not it's beneficial to you because you can have a belief that you know i don't know you can have a belief that maybe may not be true but the belief in it is beneficial to your life somehow i can't really think of anything that's like not true that someone would believe that it's beneficial but do you know what i mean examining beliefs and saying okay i literally believe this but how is it helping me that i believe this exactly and and i was actually going to get to that like it it also comes down to because I had beliefs of like heaven and hell right for example like I, I I I had to believe in hell and this 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 terrible place and and all these beliefs that did, like didn't resonate with my soul but I just like mentally I told myself I had to believe them because I I'm a good Christian and that's what you believe right so that's part of my, that's the mind control that's the programming and I got to the point where the programming stopped working and I was just tired of believing that right but if you never get to the point where you want to even question that you're never going to get there so it's a personal like you have to personally get tired of just believing things that don't resonate with your soul and you're just like this information does not feel right that's what happened i was like this 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 does not feel right to me so if it doesn't feel right to me what is that saying like is it true just because i've been believing it let me do research let me see if the bible actually does say this and that was before i got to the point where i i I did research on the bible itself but and here's another thing on that though, because you know, believing heaven and hell, believing in heaven and hell, like does that make heaven and hell real or is it not true? You know what I mean? All this yeah. stuff. So in yeah. the Seth books, especially in the, in the Seth books, he really emphasizes the fact that you literally create your reality. And I think Corey has spoken on this, pretty sure yeah. love one on this. You literally create your reality, it's not a metaphor, through your beliefs. So yeah. And like you were saying, your belief in heaven and hell. In the Seth books, it's very interesting because Seth is this entity that is a higher uh, density. He doesn't really say what density he's from, but he says he's lived many, many lives, many human lives, and he has passed the uh, physical body 
production part. And now he's just like a light entity that kind of does different things. And, and he's like, you know, I have work that I do, but it's totally different work than the stuff that you do. So he basically is just explaining all of this. And he says, you know, um, our beliefs are so, so, so paramount to our experiences. And if someone believes in hell and they die believing that they're going to hell, they're going to experience they're going to experience a <laughs> hell. So it is like it is like it is true, but it's because you're making it true with your. You're the one making it true, and that's the thing that's so huge. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And they use that. The cabal uses that. Like you said, they use our that's, beliefs to trap us. As much as we believe all the stuff, yeah. we are creating it. <sighs> we're the ones. We're the ones doing it. That's why they're so terrified of us waking up because we're the ones holding everything together. We're the ones creating everything they've just tricked us manipulated us and used our ignorance against us and been like oh this is this is what you want to create this is what you want to create and then we're like oh yeah yeah that and we don't realize like we're the ones creating this reality we're the ones doing it we're the ones with all the power they're just and, putting out yeah. the, the and then they know how the whole goal is to get you addicted to their bait their goal is to get people addicted to the bait and just whatever it is, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a, a sure. drug. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that too. Yeah. Some, that's what I mean. Like, that's, that's where it starts. Like, like nobody, if they just do that, their work is done. Like, they, they, the fear, whole, the whole fear thing, that's programmed in decades Well, the ago. fear, yeah, I mean, they need, they need us to stay in this, in this low vibration. Because yeah. once, once we start raising our vibration, they literally can't control us. It's, yeah. it's impossible. Um, and... There's nothing they can do. So, like, that's why they have to keep having wars. That's why they keep having terrorism. You know, shootings. Stay you just reminded me of something. Uh, I just saw today. It's it was somebody somebody posted. I forget where I read it now. Uh, but anyway, it was it was like even this UFO disclosure, the ET disclosure, and everything. We know we're getting the watered down version of it anyway, but. Mm -hmm. That is part of their distraction. They want that because oh, yeah. they don't want us to understand the spiritual awakening. They, that's the big thing that they don't want people learning about is the, the consciousness shift. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, you have the UFO disclosure is being used as a distraction from the consciousness shift. That's that's what they're scared of. You know, they, yeah, yeah. that information isn't even. They're not worried about it anymore. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. When I talk to people about uh, conspiracy theories and my spiritual stuff, you know, because I because it's it's kind of like two separate things to some people. You know, there's spiritual oh, yeah. truth and then there's conspiracy truth, and it's just kind of like no, 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 no. I'm telling you all the spiritual truth right now because it all, it all, connects. all the cabal is using this. They know this 100%. They believe this and they've been using it, and that's how they're doing all this. So it's all connected, man. No, it's all connected. Oh. It is so annoying to see their disclosure. <laughs> that post that your dad made. Tyler, oh my God! Like how annoying! Oh, <laughs> the Tucker just, Carlson thing. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> he's like, why did we not know about this? You mean they've been testing people? Why do we not know about this? I'm like, <laughs> what, do what do you mean you don't know? Haven't you been making fun of conspiracy theorists for years and years? What do you mean you didn't know? Yeah. But of course, you know, of course they're like. Oh, you know, health issues related to seeing UFOs, you know, again, like Aaron said, that fear, you know, and then of course, keeping us away from the spiritual stuff. Oh, UFOs, it's weird. Could be Russians, could be Chinese. We don't know, but they're dangerous because people, people's health changes. I don't know. 
Very yeah. dangerous because we said so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just could not, could not take Tucker Carlson's face. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> it, but you know, at the same time, it, it's still important that that does go mainstream. That oh, that, that that stuff is subliminally entering the, the mass consciousness now. Uh, yep. It was just again uh, today. Uh, they were talking about ETs and stuff, and uh, talking about there being them being bad. And then the other person said something. Well, how do you know they're bad? And it was a conversation amongst wow. them, uh, amongst all three of them. And they're like, how do you know they're not good? This was on Fox News again. Wow. This, this is my, I told my dad to record that one too because he tried to go back and find a Tucker Carlson thing. It was taken down off their website and was nowhere to be found. So, but, luckily, yeah. he, luckily he recorded that on TV. Yeah. He replayed it and then set his phone up and recorded it. So nice. he wasn't expecting the next one to pop up. So if he can get it back, he's going to try and do the same thing. Um, Crazy, but yeah, it's like they want to put it out there, but then they do re redact it right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, yeah. it's so it's so obvious too when you like when you wake up to all this stuff. You can so clearly see, you know, when when something gets put out on mainstream media that's the truth, and then they take it away, or like a tweet that somebody and then they delete, or like something gets put on YouTube that they don't want out there at all, and then they YouTube immediately takes it down the information it's usually the stuff that's like empowering us yeah um because yeah. The, here's the thing the cabal want us to think they're this all-powerful there's nothing you can do to stop us don't even try like we're all powerful when you fall for that then you're giving them power you're the one creating that right you're the you one don't have a, you don't have a choice of fall fall for it though because we're raised in it we're yeah we're growing yeah, up yeah. in it, so it's not our fault. It's not their fault. So, when but, we well, I'm just saying, like, even for like getting into conspiracy stuff, because like when I first started getting into the conspiracy side, I kind of had that mindset. I was like, oh, there's nothing we can do to stop them. They run the world, they like own everything. Yeah. We're all effed, <laughs> basically. Yeah. For one, we have help. Two, we're more, way more than we think we are. And we are the ones that actually yeah. have all the power. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we do have help and that is amazing. Um, but it's less and the, the whole disclosure thing and everything coming out and stuff. Obviously, there is stuff going on in the background where they are being overthrown, you know, they're waking in their boots, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But, you know, like, I have a very nuts and bolts boyfriend who is completely atheist, which is totally oh, yeah. fine. That's just the way that he lives his life. He's atheist and he believes that the flower children have failed us. He is, he's like, you know, I would be all about your peace and love stuff, except it doesn't get anything done because the other side will just gun you down. <laughs> like, <laughs> gun down. And so I, I'm like, I'm understanding the fact that like, as people we're not gonna be able to storm the gates with pitchforks or anything even if we had guns they have bigger guns but it's not about that it's not about fighting them it's not about you know that kind of thing the way that we acknowledge that they don't have power is the way that we were talking about earlier raising our own vibration and forming our reality the way that we want to see it because just because they exist and they're doing these things in our individual realities we don't have to experience it which sounds a little bit like a cop-out but like that's kind of what the whole thing is like everyone together deciding I don't want to experience this anymore. I'm raised, going to raise my vibration. And they're of such a low vibration that once you raise it, they can't touch you. Yeah. They can't even exist in the same space as you. So that's kind of like that whole, like, I am free because I can choose what I experience, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. And that's why they don't, they don't want that information getting out. Yeah. They, they don't want people waking up to that 
to the reality of we're the ones with all the power. <laughs> like, wait a second. It's me. It's not you. It's me. It's us. Well, we are the ones with all the power. And on that, I think we should wrap this up. Yeah, we've um, been going for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. thanks again, Idris, for coming on. Uh, yes. Love to hear what you have to say. Looking forward to the next video. Keep putting them out. Keep uh, chiming in on Facebook. Absolutely. And I was so happy to be here. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you guys are doing as well. Um, this has been awesome. Super, super fun. Uh, for the people watching out there, come join Star Family Reunion. Uh, you know, come party with us. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just uh, wish you guys so much luck and success and everything that you, you two are doing. Um, super proud of you. Thank you so yeah, much. Likewise, likewise. Yeah, Thank likewise. you so much. Yes. Making videos, they're, they're awesome. I watched Thanks. a little bit of your meditation one today. I didn't get to it, but it was really, really good. Cool. That Thank was you. a good one. That was very good. Uh, it's true. Yeah. Just so anybody who hasn't seen it, she has a med meditation video or video about meditation. Uh, there's no wrong way to do it. It's basically the whole premise of it. Like we, we're all good. You know, I have to do this. I have to sit perfectly with my hands like this and, uh, you know, eyes closed. No, yeah. you can, you can do this other ways. So if you're, if you're struggling with meditation, definitely check it out. Uh, check out or go to star family reunion or go to spicy black on, YouTube, check it out. Um, all right, well, I guess that will wrap it up. Uh, thanks again, Idris. Thank you. Yes, thank you. It was amazing. Bye, right. guys. Good night. Good night. Good night.